This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach, coming at you from Seattle. I'm here with Laura, who's actually in Bend, so I'm not actually here with her, but we are together nonetheless. We're talking today about, first of all, how cool women are, especially uh, strong women. I live with three of them, and I'm really glad about that. And um, and then, you know, Epic Women, right? Laura's project with the Epic Wives Club and some of what they're learning and doing. We're also talking a little bit about how to balance kind of selfishness with self-care, self-love, and what to do with some of the complaints that keep you from connecting with your partner. As always, it's a cool conversation, though we do come to a little bit of a crash landing because my internet is broken, uh, but it's, uh, it's still worth a listen, so stick around. Happy Saturday. No, it's Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I really, honestly, it's really hard to know what day it is. I, the only person in my house that knows what day it is is Mary because she's like pretty committed to her school schedule. Yeah. And she's crushing it. I just want to say like, I'm really, sorry, I didn't mean to start this way. I'm just really impressed with my kids, like how resilient they are and just kind of, they're resilient in different ways, but they're strong and they're uh, like making it work. And mm-hmm. the, um, it's made us, it's got us on this like um, kind of girl power kick. I want to tell you about some movies that we watched last night, in fact. Um, but um, but I haven't, this is what I have in my house. The whole theme, that whole beginning theme from uh, Kimmy Schmidt, where it's like, females are strong as hell. <laughs> like, I just, like, that is the chorus in my brain right now. Well, like, Kimmy Schmidt, my, that's not the, sh- what's the name of the show? The she, Incredible Kimmy Schmidt or something. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She has a great theme song. She's a good, yeah. she's a good comedian. I like her. Yeah. Ellie Kemper. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the whole premise of that theme song is this idea that females are strong as hell. And Kimmy mm-hmm. Schmidt is strong, but in this like super saccharine kind of <laughs> like lovable way. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I just, I wanted to speak to that. Like a, like a Kristen Bell type of way. Oh, that's totally. right, Kristen Bell. We would love to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. So, okay. So, um, so first of all, hi. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, not you, the people oh. that came oh. over because we found out just like two weeks ago that it was our most uh, downloaded episode ever. Mm-hmm. And it was a hundred percent because of this project that we've been on with Vanity Fair. So, yeah. Um, so thanks for coming over and thanks for listening to yeah. us because Zach has read uh, every single comment on our Vanity Fair YouTube <laughs> video. There's like 600 of them, maybe more. 
Um, but we've hit, we've gone up and over a million, right? Have you checked recently? I think we're at a mil. I think we're just like just shy of a million total views, which I think blows my mind, right? Yeah. Like, By I, the time this, what comes does that out. number mean? You know, um, it, but it means that we have new listeners, which is really fun. So welcome to the party. If you are like many of our listeners, you're going to go back and binge listen and realize that, that we've just come undone as the years have gone on. We, <laughs> well, we started yeah. off really tight and uh, had great Whereas, information. <laughs> As 2020 has gone on for sure. I saw this meme the other day with um, Inigo Montoya. You remember the scene from Princess Bride, uh -huh. which also has a like strong as hell female in it, which is cool. Mm. But um, he's like, uh, tell me about 2020. And he goes, let me sum up. And then the picture goes, no, he goes, he goes, let me explain. And then he waits and he goes, no, no, no. Let me sum up. Because <laughs> 2020 has been so <laughs> crazy. Now there's murder hornets. There's a murder hornets in 2020. Uh -huh. Just in Seattle. You guys, no, you have the murder hornets. No, they're coming up from the, from the South, I think. Oh, um, hold on. You didn't fully explain. Nobody's going to understand why Kristen Bell reference reminded you of Vanity Fair. Oh, because we got on the phone the other day with uh, the, the, producers. the guys from Vanity Fair. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they were, and we are really happy with kind of how it's, how this pro project is unfolded. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe now that we have like a million people, we can finally get access to the A-list, <laughs> <laughs> including because, because Kristen Bell, who's one of our dream interviews. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Because now that we're such celebrities, I'm yeah. sure Jake Gyllenhaal is watching it on the YouTube video because he's yeah. like, like in, that? yeah, he's in Europe somewhere <laughs> and he's like, I could waste some time on YouTube. Oh, who's this therapist <laughs> in Oregon? She's, she's oh, cute. But you know who, you know who definitely watched it? Who is Ryan Gosling? I had something to say about Ryan Gosling. I didn't, it didn't make the cut. We had, you guys, we had some vulgar lines that came. Well, I had some vulgar lines that came out of our Vanity Fair thing and they all got cut out. The only one that made it that is like in true Laura fashion is when I was referencing uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I was like, oh, she could have one dwarf. She could have all of them if she really wanted to. Because <laughs> polyamory is a thing now. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we have some things to talk about. So uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, the, the, hold on. Uh, I wanted to say, <laughs> can I say two more things about Badass Women? These yes, are two please. movies I think that uh, deserve your attention if you care about strong women. And one is Miss um, Sloan. Hmm. It's with Jessica Chastain. She's a lobbyist in in DC and it's, it's fictional, but it's, um, it's really, really well done. Like, I think I enjoyed every single minute. And then the other one was, um, I didn't think I was going to like it, but we, we ended up loving it. It's called hustlers. And it's the one with Jennifer Lopez yeah, yeah. and like, um, Cardi B and they're all strippers. Uh -huh. And there's Dance, certainly a dancers. piece of it that's like, yeah, they're dancers, I guess, but they're mm -hmm. dancers for money that take their clothes off. So I think they're still called <laughs> strippers. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, they're dancers. Um, and, uh, it's really, it's a really cool movie. Like I, I we, we kind of just sat down at about six o'clock last night and just kind of started picking girl movies to watch. We didn't watch either of those with our kids, but I think it reinforces the theme for me that like, mm -hmm. I'm proud to be, I'm proud to be the husband and father of these two, three, like really cool resilient women. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also watched a movie, not, not very well because I just, as you know, can't really sit through movies, but, um, I, I had the pleasure of choosing a book that I had read that is now also, I mean, it has been a movie for quite a while, but it's the power of one. Um, it's a South African <sighs> novel. What? Why are you making you know, that this sound? Is one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
is it really? Oh, the book yeah, is would, so much better because I know, I know. that you're a reader. I know. I know. It is I've, such I've, a good book. So I'm in the process of handing my copy over to a girlfriend so that she can have the pleasure of reading it. But the music, you start yeah. listening to it and it's like Lion King comes into your soul. <laughs> that was okay. 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 That's the, that's called the Rainmaker. And he's like, yeah, punch combination. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's I love such that a movie. Good, it's such a good book. Okay, here's yeah. what I want to talk about. Um, so I started thinking about these areas of struggle. So we're doing the Epic Wives experiment right now. Um, and I, when I say we, I'm doing the Epic Wives experiment um, and teaching it. And there's all of these themes that keep coming up from these women. We have about 265 women in this group, which is really cool. Many of them are listeners. And some of these listeners um, and women ha have these themes and I've been writing them down and I kind of sent them to you because I was really excited. And the one I want to talk about is this idea of selfish versus self-care. And um, the reason why it came up was actually talking about men playing video games. So hang huh. with hang with me. Mm -hmm. Um there was one time in my life where Ryan played a lot of video games and I experienced it as hard. I mean, it was like he was with, he was withdrawn, but it's certainly not a part of our lifestyle now. And it was a very short lived time in his life. But are you a video game player? I uh, am not. I, I will play, I will play a game. Yeah. Um, like for a while, but only if it is one that I feel like it has some kind of social value for me. So right now I have one of these, I got a friend who's a huge gamer and we get on the we get on at eight thirty every Tuesday and just play this one game for about yeah. an hour and a half. And yeah, but I don't it's never been a like a rabbit hole I've gone down. Yeah. Well, OK, so the, the thing is, there's so many of these women that are having the same experience where their husbands are playing video games and to them, it is uh, something that they want to complain about. And so we started going down this rabbit hole, as you describe it, of talking about, well, Okay, is this something that is selfish? Like, are are these women labeling their husbands as selfish because that's time that they are withdrawing from their family, withdrawing from their responsibilities, withdrawing from their wife, where they could be more attuned to them, or is it self care? And that's something that I just I wanted to look at because, and I pushed back actually, of what is it that gaming is doing. And some of these women like asked them, put yourself in your husband's shoes. Why is he gaming? And a lot of them were saying, well, he comes home and he's really you know, tired. He's burned out. He's exhausted. He goes up, he takes a shower after work and then he'll game for like an hour. I'm like, okay, so that, what would you equate, equate that to you doing? And for me, it would be watching Grey's Anatomy. That's my zone out time. That's like the time where I kind of disconnect and I, it's sort of self-soothing for me in a lot of ways, or it might be Ryan going to the golf course and just going and hitting some balls for like an hour. And when he comes back, he's totally renewed. So we really started to go back and forth between, is this a selfish behavior or is it actually self-care? Is your partner doing this in order to nurture themselves and care for themselves? Um, and even though you might see that behavior as something that's unacceptable because I, f I think that a lot of women look at gaming as like an unacceptable form of self-care when I want to push back. And I say, I think that there's certainly a line where your partner may be withdrawing and doing too much of that activity, 
or it might be they're using this time in order to just sort of self-soothe and check out a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on this line of, is it selfish or is it self-care? Yeah. I, I mean, the easy answer is yes. It's probably a little <laughs> bit of both, right? Like, um, <laughs> okay. But I'm listening to you talk and I'm kind of like, I don't know that there is really an easy answer. I mean, I think it's probably unique in each of those relationships. I think the place my brain went when specifically when it comes to gaming or game playing or golfing or binging a show, there's a difference between childish and childlike. Like Hmm. is, is the, is the gaming serving this sort of childish need to be selfish or is there something that's like truly like kind of playful and beautiful and wonderful about it where, um, where it can be renewing, like hitting golf balls is for Ryan, or maybe like maybe playing an hour and a half for me on a Thursday is, um, I, I certainly think that there are men and women who disappear into their soothing mechanisms sure. um, and it keeps them from being present to their, their partner. Um, mm-hmm. if you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But here's the other side, right? The other side of that would be for a a woman, a wife in this exp- in this in this experiment or this example, who says it's not cool for you to play games. That's actually pretty selfish, right? Like mm. that's uh, that's I don't like it. It's it's wrong. It's bad. It's selfish of you. That that's actually also a selfish response. Sure. So I think I think the selfless or the self caring one is the one that needs to say, hey. Tell me what gaming does for you. Let me tell you what it's like for me. Is there a way that we can find some kind of happy medium that meets us both in the place that is renewing for us and for our relationship? Because, you know, if you were to say, sorry, right, no more golf. Like I need you here on, you know, Thursday nights. And it's not cool that you Mm -hmm. go do that. I feel like I was just having this conversation. Oh, who was it? Oh, it was a guy who was playing golf. And he said, (laughs) um, He said he feels guilty playing golf. Yeah. Because it means that he's a home and she, or she he's not home and she is with the kids. Yeah. And she doesn't have any of that experience at all. She doesn't feel that way at all because she's like it's the same way I feel when I go get a, like a massage or a pedicure. Like I yeah. I kind of I feel like that's part of co-parenting is like you take turns. And I said, you know, maybe it's actually kind of cool that you feel guilty because mm-hmm. you feel like it's a symbol that your relationship with her is important and what she thinks is important and what you feel. And maybe it's just a matter of saying, I'm going to go ahead and do this thing, play golf, play video Mm -hmm. games, but I'm going to make sure that I also 
um, repay, repay the, the gift. Yeah. Right. It might be like just on the way home from the course, I stop by and pick up a glass of wine or a Snickers bar. I mean, not a glass of wine, bottle of wine or a Snickers bar. Um, and because I'm thinking about you and I really appreciate that you let me go. Yeah. Not, Oh, I hope that I hope this Snickers bar will make her feel better about me playing golf. Like that's, it's mm. not fun, fun for either one of you. So mm. I don't know if I answered your question apart from saying, I think it's complex and needs, um, and nuance needs to be invited. Right. Um, by yeah. both of them. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a, you brought up a good point where you said, are you disappearing into your self-soothing mechanism? And the disappearing part is the disconnection. If you are allowing yourself and saying, you know what, in order for me to show up in this relationship, I also need to be taking care of myself. Part of taking care of myself is doing things that I enjoy and that are just for me. I'm sort of rewarding myself or I am saying, Hey, you, why don't you do something that's restorative? And for some people, Playing video games is restorative, even though your partner might not recognize that as restorative. So for some people and some men will agree that gaming is a totally perfectly wonderful way for them to take care of themselves. They feel totally renewed. So for some people laying on the couch or laying in bed, Zach, you know, you know this. But sleeping in till 11 in the morning might be self-care, but it's really hard for your partner to find that as an acceptable form of self-care or whatever that might look like. But I do think that it is a conversation, like what you said, it's more nuanced than what you would think it would be. Um, and being able to have that conversation of like, we had this conversation with my husband, Hey, golfing on the weekends when it is our time to spend together is, is hard for you to be gone. And so we have come into some kind of an agreement that, if you make a tea time at 7.30 in the morning and you're gone until noon, that is totally fine by me. Rather than spending, you know, the entire day starting golf at, let's say, 11 o'clock in the morning and being gone until 6 o'clock. That's really hard. So, you know, one one person had said it's this is just a, a complaint that I heard, which is my partner games at night, which is quite respectful. A lot of people will do their self-care thing at night once their partner's gone to bed or once their kids have gone to bed, they'll stay up and, um, you know, they might read. But, you know, this guy in particular is gaming, but it was really loud when he was gaming and it was disruptive. So that that ends up being something that can feel selfish, like you're doing this self-care act, which is great, but it's also affecting me. And so. That is certainly a conversation agreement to be made as well. Yeah. Yeah. What is, do you feel, I'm kind of curious what your self-care is. Um, yeah, I, I am too, actually. Because um, <laughs> Zach could use it. <laughs> help me, help Zach find his self-care because he needs it in this moment. I mean, one thing I've been trying to do is read for pleasure. Right. Like read novels. Um, another thing is I do take um, kind of my own time like, like I said, Thursday nights or Tuesday nights at eight 30 to just play, uh, this one game with this one friend. Um, you know, I've been trying to, um, connect more with Rebecca. Like we typically are pretty okay throughout a busy week, like not really watching television together or like each having our own show, yeah. which has always been fine. But now that we're home a lot, we're like, I, it, we, bef we definitely bond when we find something we both enjoy. Yeah. And so, those are just, I don't know. Those are examples, um, for, you know, those are the, the positive ones I've been, I've been walking, um, 
That's right. With your backpack through the neighborhood. With my 20 pound backpack. Yeah. Ooh, 20 pounds. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it gets intense after a while. So, <laughs> but I can't run anymore. My legs can't contain, my legs can't uh, handle the impact of running anymore. So, yeah. So, I mean, I um, guess the when, whole, when, one of the ahead. things you keep talking about is this idea of complaint. Right. And, mm. um, I think people complain because they want something to be different. Right. Um, that's why they criticize. That's all. It's also why they ask for things. Um, but it, the thing is like complaints are going to be present. You're going to have complaints all the time. I think there's also though a responsible choice to make with your complaint. And one of the things that I've been playing with for a while, if we're talking kind of on the versus piece, mm-hmm. like selfish versus self-care is the idea of, um, particularly in conflict and you know me, I'm like an alliterator, but I know you're like, I got another C word. Yeah. Two more Um, Mm -hmm. is to make the choice between choreography and combat. And so I I don't know if I described to you ever my, um, my martial arts class that I go to or used to go to, but it's 90 minutes long and there's three different sections. And the first section is with the, like the bamboo sticks, the kind of the Cali sticks. They're, I don't know, about two, two feet, two, three feet long. And you and your partner are doing a kind of choreographed uh, routine to exercise out or to have this kind of piece of conflict. This, did I talk to you about this already? No, I'm grinning from ear to ear because your phone froze. So for our listeners, we have to look at each other on our phones, but then talk into our microphones and it froze with your eyes crossed and your, (laughs) your tongue out of your mouth, which I don't know why any of that happened at the same time, but I tried to take a picture of you. (laughs) Go on. Um, Anyway, the first third of my class is this kind of dancing part. The second third is also dancing or choreography, but more punching. Um, and then the third part is Muay Thai, which is very aggressive, kicking, punching, like hitting kind of as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, like, I'm definitely more intrigued by and interested in the first third, the kind of the choreography piece, because yeah. there's something about learning to be in conflict with your partner where you're both giving and taking cues from one another. Mm-hmm. That's really different than being in combat with your partner where you're just kind of being pugilistic and trying to really kind of destroy the other one. And I think with regard to complaint, the thing that I want to come back to is the idea of like, what is the dance that we can do here? Like what's the way that we can negotiate terms or, you know, work with each other's momentum, given that each of us wants something to be different. Maybe in this case, he wants to play more often and she wants him to play less often. Or maybe he just wants to feel like he can play and it be guilt free. Totally. For sure. Right. Like that. I know that if I'm in here and I'm trying to decompress and play a video game that you're not going to be out there fuming and I'm going to be punished for it while I was taking time for myself. Yeah. So what is the dance we can do versus like the when I come out of the gaming room, you hit me with a a criticism or you call me lazy or you you roll your eyes at me or or you stonewall me for the rest of the evening. Or you've started your show and you don't even talk to me Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like that's all combat versus kind of. um you know, the idea that, okay, I get to play in the, in this window of time. Um, and in return you get X or I often, I offer X or whatever. Hey, I just need to interrupt your uh, regularly scheduled program to give you a dad joke. What do you call a dad with no internet? 
that would be Zach Brittle. If you're curious why all of a sudden this uh, podcast just kind of came to a screeching halt, so am I. Zach is in his birdhouse and his internet has been going out this entire episode. It's driving me bonkers. So I'm just going to go ahead and land this plane. But before I do that, I wanted to say hello. Hello to all of our Vanity Fair listeners that are hopping over after watching our videos on Vanity Fair of us analyzing Disney videos and popular cinema relationships. Uh, We are so excited that you're here. Thanks for joining the Marriage Therapy Radio family. And this is the way that we do the outro, which is thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.